Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you. Hope everybody is safe and well. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, NBC Sports came out with their power rankings as we head Toward the 24-team playoff, we'll talk about where the Islanders ranked and where they should be ranked, uh, among other things. We'll have the latest on the Ilya Sorokin situation, a little bit of maneuvering going on over there. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and again, we have a look at something the Islanders really need to do better if they hope to go on a long playoff run and even to just get past the Florida Panthers and into the next round. So lots to talk about on today's show. Don't forget, if there's something that's on your mind, please feel free to send us an email. We will certainly mention you on the air if you leave your name and where you're from. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You can also contact us and follow us on Twitter, the show's Twitter handle, at LockedOnIsles, and the Twitter handle for me, Gil Martin, is at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and happenings from the world of the New York Islanders. All right, so let's start with the uh, Ilya Sorokin situation. And so far, the National Hockey League staying put on its stance that if a team signs a player from the KHL, they are not eligible at this point to be on the roster for the playoffs this year. So unless the signing of unsigned draft picks to current year deals is changed, and it remains to be seen, Ilya Sorokin has to see what it is he's going to do. And one thing that's happening, his Russian team... That's CSKA Moscow. Uh, They're in early talks with Sorokin to sign a one-year deal for next season. Now, his Russian agent has denied that. However, however, uh, the deal, according to a published report, says that CSKA Moscow would allow an out clause in that contract so that 
if Sorokin signs an NHL deal, he can head back to the NHL, be released from his KHL contract, and join the Islanders. And if you think about it, this would be a win-win for both franchises and, quite honestly, for Sorokin because CSKA Moscow could get Sorokin for, let's say, you know, September through November uh, on their team, get two, three months out of him on their roster. The Islanders would have Sorokin in playing shape, ready to go, Uh, once training camp opens, let's say it opens late October, early November next season, depending on when the league announces that play is actually going to get underway. Uh, And then the third issue is that from Sorokin's standpoint, he could probably make a little bit more money in his first year In the NHL, you know, there's that entry-level contract limit, $925,000. The second year in the NHL, he'll make a lot more. But a season in the KHL, he would get paid more than what he'd make on the entry-level deal in the NHL. So Sorokin would stay sharp. He would make a little bit more money and then come to the Islanders in game shape. CSKA Moscow would get Sorokin, their outstanding goaltender, for at least part of the season, and the Islanders would get uh, Sorokin, you know, without him being cold and not having played for six, seven months, which is what would happen if he doesn't come to Long Island and sign a deal until, let's say, November when training camps will open up. So, in that sense, it could be a win-win-win. It also could blow up in the Islanders' faces, however. What if Sorokin gets hurt during his few months playing in the KHL? Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Islanders may not have him at all for the coming season because of that risk. It's a difficult situation. It is something that is certainly worth looking at, and we will definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, as news develops, but for the New York Islanders, they desperately need to have this thing worked out, and sooner is better than later. I I mean, look, it's a mixed bag for the Islanders as well when you look at Sorokin, because even if they sign him for this year, the odds of Ilya Sorokin supplanting the, the duo of Tomas Grice and Simeon Varlamov, and Varlamov is the heavy favorite to start for the Islanders once the playoffs do get underway, you're not going to have a guy who never played an NHL game, never even played a North American game, uh, all of a sudden come in and take over as the goalie before the playoffs. So you end up signing him. Yeah, he gets experience. He sees up close what the game is about, gets to know his teammates a little bit better, acclimates to North America. I'm not saying there aren't benefits, but next year, an Islanders team that is already heavily up against the salary cap is going to have to find a way to squeeze a higher cap number in for Ilya Sorokin because after that entry-level deal is over, 
his next contract is going to cost a heck of a lot more than $925,000. And if you want your car parts to cost less, come to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everyone. No membership is required. No account logon. Just use their website. It is extremely easy to navigate, and they've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. And in this crazy time, that is certainly uh, a desirable thing. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on there. How did you hear about us, box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, so NBC Sports came out with some power rankings. They ranked the 24 teams heading to the postseason in the National Hockey League, and I'll have to say I'm not terribly surprised where the Islanders ended up. NBC ranking them 13th overall. Very brief comment, one sentence, uh, well, two sentences, but very short. New York Islanders 13, they have a strong defensive core and Barry Trotz behind the bench. If they can score just enough, this squad can win some games. That's the entire analysis, but look, 13th is about right. I know the Islanders, you know, when the season ended, had this been a traditional season, on points, they would have been just outside the top eight in the conference. On point percentage, they would have been just inside. So they're somewhere around eighth in the conference and 16th or 15th in the league. Uh, Ranking them 13th now that the team is healthy is certainly not out of the question. For those of you that are wondering, uh, the Vancouver Canucks and Nashville Predators were the two teams behind the Islanders at 14 and 15, respectively. And ahead of them, the Oilers were at 12, and the Carolina Hurricanes ranked 11th. The Islanders' first-round playoff opponent, the Florida Panthers, by the way, uh, ranking behind the Islanders, as did the Blue Jackets and the Rangers, the Panthers, ranking 21st uh, so far uh, on this uh, power rankings here. And and again, I think the Islanders being where they are on this is about right. I might have moved them up a spot or two, but overall 13th out of the 24 teams. Look, it puts the Islanders right smack dab in the middle and can't say there's anything terribly wrong with that, but uh, look, teams that are the eighth seed in a conference have gone on to win the Stanley Cup, so uh, 
parity, a big thing in the NHL these days. A hot goalie, the right timing, timely scoring, and the Islanders really can go places in the playoffs this year. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 54th birthday to former left wing David Volek. Volek, of course, famous for his big overtime goal in the 1993 playoffs against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Played in 396 career NHL games, all of them with the New York Islanders. Uh, 95 goals, 249 points in his career. His best goal-scoring year was his rookie season back in 1988-89. 25 goals and 59 points. In 1991-92, he had 60 points. That was his career high and his career high, 42 assists in that campaign. Uh 92-93, where he had four uh, playoff goals and five points in ten playoff games. Four goals in ten games in the playoffs that year. Eight goals in 56 games during the regular season. So, you know, not always so uh, consistent, but the Prague-born David Volek had some magic moments with the New York Islanders. Now, we're going to highlight a game... We've already discussed the big playoff goal uh, on some past shows, and if you want to do a little search, you can certainly go back and listen to that. But we are going to take a look at a game at the Nassau Coliseum, December 20th, 1990, the biggest regular season moment for David Volek. The Hartford Whalers coming to town. Their goaltender, Peter Sidorkowitz. Meanwhile, the New York Islanders countering with Glenn Healy in the net, and the Islanders getting on the board first with Randy Ladasor of Hartford in the penalty box for high sticking. David Volek scores his 12th of the year on the power play from Jeff Norton and Pat LaFontaine at 741, and the Islanders jumped out to a one to nothing lead. Later on in the first period, it was 2-0 Islanders when Randy Wood scored his 11th, David Volek and Joe Rieke with the assists at 12.09. After 20 minutes, the Islanders held a 2-0 lead. There was a lot of extracurricular activity in that first period. Grant Jennings and Mick Vakoda got double roughing minors just 2 minutes and 14 seconds in. And then the bomber, Ken Baumgartner, uh, having a fight with Ed Kastelik of the Whalers. Uh, that one happening at 9.41. In the second period, the Islanders continued to extend their lead. It didn't happen until late in the period when Volek got his 13th. Pat LaFontaine and Randy Wood with the assist at 15.05. And as the teams headed into the locker room for the second intermission... The Islanders held a 3 to nothing advantage. But in the third period, the Whalers bouncing back, and they get on the board basically because of a Mick Vakoda fighting, a game misconduct, an extra two minutes for roughing for Baumgartner. That gives the Whalers the power play. 
Kerry Wilson gets his third from Sylvain Cote and Brad Shaw at 441, and the Islanders' lead was cut to 3-1. to one. Then Randy LaDessore got his first goal of the season. Bobby Holik and Kerry Wilson with the assist at 12.59, and the Whalers were putting on all kinds of pressure trying to gain the advantage in and tie the hockey game. But it was not to be. The Islanders clinch it on an empty net goal by David Volick, his 14th, the only assist to goalie Glenn Healy. Time of the goal, 1937. That was Volick's only NHL hat trick, at least during the regular season. And the Islanders skated away with a 4-2 win, 26 saves for Glenn Healy. Volick, three goals for the hat trick, plus the assist. He was a plus two in this game. Joe Rieke actually led the Islanders with a plus three. Pat LaFontaine, two assists. Randy Wood, a goal and an assist. Those were the other multi-point Islanders. And as far as shots on goal went, Randy Wood leading the Islanders with five. LaFontaine and Volek each adding four. The Islanders skating away with a four-to-two win over the Hartford Whalers as we strike up Brass Bonanza to celebrate the birthday of David Volek. Don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. And if staying healthy matters to you, try a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight of them have nuts. Eight of them are nut free. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. It's not work to eat a Built Bar. You know, a lot of protein bars, you sort of have to force yourself to eat them. Well, that's not the case. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they taste great. Let's check out the mint brownie flavor, one of my favorites. 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON you'll get $10 off your first order. That's the promo code locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, this is Fans Choice Week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For the second week in a row, we have that theme. And one thing that people wanted to discuss was things that the Islanders need to do in order to make a nice long playoff run. And one area that definitely needs to improve is the power play. And the Islanders during the regular season were 24th out of 31 teams. So right around the bottom third of the league with the extra attacker. It's been an issue all season long, just a 17.3% conversion rate. And here's the thing. No Islander player had more than four power play goals on the season. Three players tied with that mark, Matthew Barzal, Brock Nelson, and Jordan Eberle. Then three other players had three goals 
with the extra attacker, Anthony Bavillier, Ryan Pulak, and Derek Brassard. So the good news is that the Islanders are sort of spreading the wealth, but the bad news is that there is no one reliable player out there who can consistently put the puck in the net. Now, look, in the playoffs, the games are harder hitting, tighter checking. There is less room on the ice in the postseason than there is during the regular season. And then you sort of add to that fact that you're playing three, four, as many as seven games in a row against the same team. There's bad blood. There are scores to be settled and People remember, hey, this guy gave me an extra hit in the corner yesterday. I'm going to, you know, make sure I can get even. It all adds up to less room to maneuver on the ice. And that's why the power play becomes oh so important in the playoffs. Because it's one of the few times in a playoff series that there is a little bit more room to maneuver and Scoring on the power play really becomes a vital thing. One thing that I, I'm looking at, you know, Jordan Eberle, seven playoff assists, uh, uh, power play assists, Matthew Barzal, eight, Derek Brassard, seven power play assists. Here's a guy who I am disappointed in uh, looking at the numbers. How is it that Anders Lee, only had two power play goals in 68 games. Look, Anders Lee is the kind of guy who uses his size, uses it to screen goalies, to disturb goalies, to create uh, traffic in front of the opposing goal, and he needs to do more of that when the playoffs get underway. This is another area where a guy like Kiefer Bellows can help out if he is willing and able to play that role. And you may not need more than, you know, let's say 10 minutes, 8 minutes of playing time per game for Kiefer Bellows, but maybe he comes on and is able to, you know, stir things up a little bit on the power play. Now, another thing the Islanders need to do, and it's been, again, an issue for them all season. They have got to move in the offensive zone without the puck when they have the man advantage. Too many times I have seen the players pass the puck around the perimeter and nobody goes to the net and nobody is moving to get open and the result is, A, things are static, nobody is getting wide open, B, they're not in the best position for rebounds, and C, and this is also, I think, quite important, nobody is tiring out the penalty killers. You got to move around and make the penalty killers chase you and move in their position so that they tire themselves out, and that creates even more space when you have the extra attacker. So, There are things the Islanders need to work on, and the power play, without question, is one of them. They have got to get better with the man advantage, and without it, this could be a very short 
uh, trip to the playoffs. And look, the Islanders were 24th in the league uh, during the regular season. They don't have to be top three or four in the playoffs to be successful. But, okay, if there's 24 teams in the playoffs, get me somewhere around 9, 10, 11 uh, in that first round. Get me to the middle of the pack. Get me enough that you get maybe a power play goal on average per game, and that'll make a difference over the course of the playoffs. Because, you know, the Islanders struggled all season to score. You need that playoff goal in the playoffs, the power play goal, rather, in the playoffs to win those 2-1, to 3-2, one, to 1-0 one to games. And, you know, that's the style the Islanders play. They are not going to open things up and start playing fire wagon, you know, 1980s Edmonton Oiler Dynasty years hockey. So power play becomes vital. I want to see more from Anders Lee. Maybe we see Kiefer Bellows. We've got to see more movement without the puck, and we've got to have more success on the power play, or else it may not be a very long stay in this extended postseason for the Islanders this year. If they get the power play going hey, that's one of the key ingredients, and maybe this could be a very exciting and strange summer playoff for Islander fans. Well, that's going to do it for us on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the sport of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we're one day closer to the start of hockey, and let's go Islanders.